Global Unit families, we wanted to introduce you to three great members of our Hull Health Center team. This is to help expand your knowledge about what resources are available to your Husky if they are not feeling well or managing an ongoing medical condition or just needed a very quick wellness check, vaccinations, immunizations. You can do that all on campus and Carlos and I will be huddling up with Three great members of the team, Dr. Lily Church, who's the executive director and leads all of our Hall Health Center, Dr. Mary Kaufman, who practices family medicine as a primary care physician, and Ruth Silway, who is a registered nurse, clinic nurse manager. And Ruth, in particular, has has a soft spot for out-of-state families, out-of-state students, international students, international families. She grew up in West Africa, moved to the U.S. when she came to college. So she is very, very aware and has a deep understanding of how overwhelming it can be when you're far away from home and not feeling well. So she's a really great, wonderful person that I hope that your Huskies will meet. And Dr. Mary Kaufman and Dr. Lily Church are parents. So they're also, and specifically Dr. Kaufman has a high school senior and a college junior. So they both have a very uh, deep understanding of what you are all going through right now when you are teaching young adults how to access care and learn more about how to keep themselves healthy while they're here at the University of Washington. With that, we'll start the show. Hello, UW family. We are here today with our Hall Health Care Center team, Ruth Silway. Mary Kaufman and Lily Church. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome, welcome. So, if you'd like to, we have uh, this is our first three person conversation. So, we'd like to make sure everybody gets a little bit of time to introduce themselves. And I'd love to start with Ruth, please. Hi, um, I am Ruth Silway. I have been a nurse for, get this, 34 years. And I know it ages me. Um, I've been at Hall Health for the past 11 and a half years, and I started as a temporary per diem nurse, and I have been um, gone through the ranks, and I am now the nurse clinic, clinic nurse manager is how we say it, um, for the past six years, I believe. Wow. And I guess we'll hand that off to Mary Kaufman. Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Dr. Mary Kaufman. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a family doctor and the chief of clinical services at Hall Health. I grew up in Maryland uh, and I've lived in Seattle and studied and worked at UW for 25 years. I did my master's in public health and my family medicine residency here. I've now worked as a doctor at Hall Health for 19 years. I love the collegial environment of the university and the connections to academic research and public health. And I especially enjoy working with our wonderful student patients and helping them succeed. My own children are a college junior and a high school senior. So I also feel personally connected to and invested in the lives of college students and college student families. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Mary. Oh my goodness. What a, and Last but not least, um, we'd love to have Lily Church say a quick hello. Greetings, everybody. I'm Dr. Lily Church. I'm a family doc, and 
I've been in medicine a long time. I've practiced in quite a number of settings and taught in the family medicine residency for 17 years before coming to Hall Health. I've been at Hall Health 13 years, working both in primary care and the women's clinic and then becoming unit head of the women's clinic. And then about the time COVID started, I stepped into the executive director position. So it's been a wild ride to say the least, but also I've really appreciated wearing different hats from frontline physician to now in a director position. And my kids, you know, they were in college and that's part of the perspective that I bring to this student health center and caring a lot about that it goes really well. Oh gosh, a lot, a lot of, of great experience on on this call today, and and some some great perspectives, Lily. You know, uh, Dr. Church. I feel like being able to 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 have that that perspective of of the program of of Hall Health Center. Can you talk a little bit about the beginnings of of Hall Health Center? Maybe a brief history of it. Yeah, Hall Health actually started over a century ago during the flu in, you know, pandemic, uh, 1917. And we have pictures of students lined up in cots overnight. <laughs> so it's almost like a dorm contracted. Uh, it certainly has evolved since then. One of the big changes is broadening the scope. We don't have cots lined up anymore. But the, we are different than a lot of student health centers in that our scope of practice is much broader. We're not just a triage center, and that's fundamentally different. We have a lot of docs, nurse practitioners, and all the teams that work together. We very much are, we're not UW Medicine or the medical center, but we're very entwined. All of our docs are credentialed through UW Medicine. And most of our hospitalizations go to the hospital here. We utilize the specialists a lot for consultations, and that's a part of being able to offer broad spectrum medicine is we have that continuity between primary care and then the specialty care for the services that we don't directly um, provide. Yeah, and, and I know that just recently, um, Hall Health Center has come under student life and you know that that student-centered mission I think is a really a really great thing also knowing right that Hall Health Center has existed from pandemic to pandemic um, what, what is that student-centered what does that student-centered mission look like in, in terms of, of student health in terms of student development um, you know I feel like that is is important to mention for sure yeah um, everyone who works at Hall Health always has, you know, self-selected because they like students. We like engaging with young adults, older adults, anyone who's really at that juncture of their life is changing, it's expanding. If they're on the younger end, they're often trying to figure out healthcare for the first time. But people like that. And so we've been, we were kind of an island for a long time between not really belonging here, there, there, there. And then about two years ago, we came officially under student life. And it's a good fit because it's mm -hmm. prompted us, well, it's prompted the university to say, you're ours. 
it's prompted us to be able to more fully engage with students. We have great student life partners. It's one of the pleasures of my job is getting to know those partners, more outreach, and increasingly, we want to know what a students want, but also be able to get out who we are to the students. So it's a good fit. People are really happy about it, and people already were in place to do that. That evolution, that addition that Lily is talking about, this is to our families that are listening, has been really um, uh, how we embrace the mission of what happens outside of the classroom is really the realm of student life. And what happens outside of that classroom includes this, the health and wellness of our students. Not just It's not just focused on academics and things, but it's a holistic approach. And I... And Lily had mentioned a little bit about the evolution of service, and I was wondering if that, if you could just talk a little bit about what that means. Just, I think that the triage thing and the cot thing did a really good job of visualizing for for our folks that are listening. It's not really just that. Um, you talked a little bit about your role as the lead of the Women's Health Center. It feels like we're taking a lot more broader approach than are you sick? <laughs> are you not feeling well? And um, I'd love to hear uh, a little bit more about that. And maybe we can also ask Mary and Ruth to expand on that too. And I see that Mary, if you, if that evolution, how does that look to you? And Ruth, after, after Mary, what does that look to you as well as we broaden out the scope of our student health center? As Lily mentioned, we have broader services than most college health centers. We are part of a major research university, and it's really great to have multiple different specialties under the same roof. We have several different clinics inside the building. Um, we offer wellness care and routine checkups, immunizations, care for illnesses and injuries, care for chronic health issues like asthma and migraine headaches, evaluation and care for mental health issues like anxiety and depression and we can talk a little more in detail about what that looks like within Hall Health versus elsewhere on campus. Um, sexual health care and screening for sexually transmitted infections, OBGYN care, sports medicine, and physical therapy. Um, importantly, we have a same-day clinic for acute care and we always have some openings for acutely ill and injured students each day. Um, but I think you're hopefully getting the impression that, that we're not just acute care. We do triage and uh, help with acute assessment when things are just happening, but we offer more full primary care services as well as the specialty care services that I listed. Uh, care at Hall Health is provided by our nurses, nurse practitioners, doctors, medical assistants, and physical therapists. Um, we have a large non-clinical staff as well who help us uh, with our mission and our work. Our providers are board certified. They're not students or residents. Um, we are accredited by AAAHC, which is the Accreditation Association for Ambulatory Health Care. We have both in-person appointments and telehealth care uh, according to the issue for which the patient is seeking care. Some things are very uh, apt and good for telehealth. Other things really need to be in person. 
um, our nurses do a lot of assessment and care, both over the phone and in person uh, during our office hours. And we also have uh, nurse coverage after hours. I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about the nurse services, Ruth. Sure. Um, our nurse services support uh, four of the clinics within the building, um, including our primary care clinic, our same day clinic, our OB-GYN clinic, which I don't know if we mentioned already, we have a separate OB-GYN clinic, and um, we have a nurse-run immunization clinic. And over time, these have become much more integrated into the systems. Um, when I started here, every entity was kind of doing their own thing, and now we are really um, an integrated system where the nurses all work together. We cross cover the different departments and from uh, going from like full walk-in triage and people waiting up to an hour or more to see the nurse, we've really streamlined a lot of that, um, making it much more efficient and accessible for our students. And so we would like to expand more of the telehealth uh, that nursing services can provide. Um, and I'm hoping that as we go into this next year with more students around, that can be um, an option for them to, to consider as well, rather than walking in to try and see somebody, um, being able to access through, access through our uh, phone system or through the MyChart system, which is the medical record. Um, we do already get a lot of messages that way and um, our nurses love taking care of the students. If I could add a little bit on the telehealth versus in-person, it's just to note that COVID has affected that a great deal. COVID helped us implement telehealth quickly because of the need to do so. Um, and COVID still governs uh, how we decide whether a person should have a telehealth visit versus an in-person visit. Um, when people have respiratory symptoms or fevers, and we know that that could be a highly contagious illness like COVID, um, we purposely see them by telehealth first and then decide if and when we should bring them into the office for in-person evaluation. So COVID has very much influenced our flow uh, with how we see patients, but it's also something that's very popular with our patients and very appropriate for many medical issues um, to uh, do over video. Oh, absolutely. I think being able to have that type of, of access to um, to providers, to clinicians is, is very important. Um, and the fact that, right, that, that uh, a student, you know, if they are feeling ill and don't really know, right, what the next step is, being able to have that 24-hour nurse hotline to be able to access, to get some information, even if it is just, okay, I just need to get some rest. I just need to, you know, maybe, maybe take a trip to, to uh, you know, the, the drugstore to pick up some over-the-counter medicine. Um, that just seems to, to, to put people at ease. And so I think knowing that we have that service available is, is, is really comforting, I'm sure, for a lot of families. The 
uh, Hull Health doctors also take call so that the nurse care line can call the doctor on call if there's an issue for which their, you know, their triage doesn't have a protocol or they don't have a, an answer or recommendation. I wanted to say many thanks to all of you because I think that is as we're going through family orientation and even throughout the year um, and throughout the pandemic, you have been such a great partner in helping communicate what it is that Hull Health can offer for our students, whether it's telehealth or please come in and just a really friendly friendly face. I just wanted to make mention about that. Um, Ruth, I think, is the person that I email the most <laughs> just because of, of uh, just for a myriad of questions, not just um, what to, who to see, what to see when you are all open, but there's also um, a lot of education that I think Lily, Mary, and Ruth have talked about where we're teaching young adults how to access care. Um, and I, I often get a lot of that questions about what is covered, what is insurance cover, and what is, you know, all of, what is this student health fee? Sometimes they don't even know that that is, uh, that is part of their tuition. And I was wondering if we could just take a little bit of time to, to, to talk about how you all educate students about how they access care through Hall Health. Yeah, I might launch with a very practical which is mm -hmm. one piece of access is how do you pay for services? Yes. And it's another way that Hall Health is different than many student health services. Many universities and colleges have a specific student health fee. That health fee usually covers limited visits and it means much is triaged out. Here at University of Washington, there's no specific health fee. But it is part of the student activity fee. Um, saying that, most of our services are covered through billing insurance. And so that's different. Um, most insurances are accepted here. You can always access and find out if that is true for your insurance. So about two thirds is through insurance. And the other third is part uh, supplemented by the student activity fee. Uh, which also allows some of the subsidized and covered services that also aren't necessarily offered at most universities. So, so it's really a combination. Some examples of what the services and activities fee funds are unlimited advice and care by the nurse team, um, which Ruth discussed a little bit, preventive health counseling, for instance, about STI testing, birth control, or vaccinations, and one subsidized visit per quarter for a medical issue for all enrolled students. Those are some pretty comprehensive services. I'm wondering, Mary, uh, what, how many folks are part of the program? You know, being able, you know, you mentioned that there's a lot of different types of, of, of positions within, but in terms of, of, of numbers, um, you know, are, uh, you know, yeah, how many, how many people and, and how does that differentiate, right? Because I feel like a lot of questions that we get from parents and families, uh, I think just the assumption is, is well, you know, you're located on a college campus. Um, so then are you utilizing student, medical students 
um, in order to provide these services. So can you, can you kind of uh, give us a little bit more information about that? Because that's not necessarily the case. Sure. Um, we do not have students or residents providing care, uh, mainly because we want students and residents to be able to come to Hall Health for Care and not see their peer and, and be surprised um, to see someone they know when they're expecting a private health care encounter. It's an interesting setup to be that way within academia, um, and we still feel very connected to training and learning um, uh, at UW and UW Medicine, but we are all uh, credentialed board certified providers um, and not students or trainees. Uh, we have about, depending on the time, um, 15 to 20 medical providers. Uh, that's nurse practitioners and physicians. Um, six to eight nurses, 15 to 20 medical assistants, three to four physical therapists. Um, this changes a little bit depending on how full-time different people are working, um, but it's it's a bigger place with more uh, more people and more specialties than many people would expect to find uh, tucked away here. I would add to that also that we have on-site, if it wasn't already mentioned, on-site radiology lab pharmacy. Excellent. Absolutely correct. It is very helpful to be able to, to do labs, get the x-rays we need, um, and have students be able to fill prescriptions um, under one roof. I was wondering if you could um, uh, give a little bit of uh, calm to some of our out-of-state families, those living outside of Washington, and also some of our international families that tend to listen. And that type of care, Ruth and Mary, I'm wondering how you you see uh, those folks, how you help them with, uh, with how you help our students learn more about accessing care when uh, care might be in Virginia or New York or Chicago or Texas or California that they're used to and having to come here, having to learn all of these things, these very big terms, what else? Um, what could you let our families know that are outside of Washington about how to how Hall Health helps their students um, during their time at UW? Um, well, I'll say that we are familiar with their situation. Um, while we have lots and lots of students from within Washington, students who may not be very far from their primary care providers, um, we do have many international students and many students from other states. We're familiar with some of the state-to-state -state rules about prescribing across state lines and um, telehealth across state lines, uh, but we are sort of open to you and familiar to you. And we certainly have an influx of new students every fall, but sometimes I will meet a, you know, spring quarter senior uh, coming in for a UTI who's never been seen at Hall Health before. So we're really open all the time and, and available to, to students. I think it's good to, to be said also that you're open all the time. So even during breaks, during, you know, all, all, of, all of those times when normally school would either be closed, but you're definitely open. Correct. We are closed on university holidays, but open uh, Monday to Friday, all the other days of the year, including during school breaks and in summertime. I would just, yeah, I would just uh, jump in and say that 
the nursing services are often, as I put it, the portal into the Hull Health uh, Services, um, particularly for our out-of-state and international students um, needing to meet the UW immunization requirements or um, seeking access to immunizations that they can't get in their countries. Um, the nurses are, for the immunizations, are the best option. Um, there are many ways that people can get these immunizations in pharmacies and what else, wherever. However, for many of our out-of-state or international students, they don't know their way around our area yet. And so um, I feel like we provide uh, an incredible service to them. And many a time, nurses have had conversations with students who say, what else can I do here? Do you guys do birth control? Or, you know, I've got this thing on my hand. Should I have someone look at that? Do I need an appointment for this? And the nurses are able to show them the way, um, assist them in scheduling an appointment if that's needed. Um, giving them resources and information if that's the point that they're at and um, we also have more nurses in our clinic than most clinics do and that's particularly because of our students um, so while there are many options out there for many you know places to go for your care I feel like Hall Health provides a different level of care to our students, particularly because that's where we're focused. Thank you for that. That I, I'm just going to take a little bit of a break, and I'm hoping that our international families <laughs> had a little bit of time to, to kind of uh, hear that. Our out-of-state families are going to hear that as well. Um, and, you know, we can the amount of nurses that seems to be increased during clinics and also their access to, to talking to an actual human being that will know how to help, help them navigate um, uh, their care is uh, hopefully puts a little bit of ease <laughs> to some of our families. Mm -hmm. You know, Mary, Dr. Dr. Kaufman, you, you talked about, you know, how COVID has impacted the, the Hall Health Center you know, and we continue to kind of see the emergence of new of new viruses, monkeypox in particular. What what advice? What 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 guidance do you have as our our parents and families are thinking of? You know, sending their students off to college with you know not only having to worry about COVID, but and everything else right that exists, but also this new kind of emergence of monkeypox. Um, monkeypox is. Uh something it's an area of very active learning right now um, because it's a it's a condition that most of us have no previous acquaintance with um, it it is on the rise i think the pandemic structures that we have in place because of covid are serving us well um, for incoming students and families i would say um, check out the websites at the university of washington the hall health website the um, environmental health and safety website is they're going to have uh, up-to-date campus protocols. We don't know exactly how fast this will evolve, what we'll be doing with 
screening for monkeypox, testing for monkeypox, vaccinating against monkeypox uh, two weeks from now. But I will say we have done all of those already at Hall Health. We have uh, evaluated many people for monkeypox. We have had monkeypox diagnosed in our patients and then connected them to subsequent services. So it is a, an area of rapid change. Um, nothing is remotely dull in the world of monkeypox um, or even COVID. Uh, but I would say stay connected, read your emails, um, use web resources um, because things will, will undoubtedly change and evolve. If I can build on that too, it's, it's an example of why I am very grateful how closely we work with UWMC, the medical center and our colleagues there. Many of us trained in the system or taught. Um, Mary Kaufman was one of my residents when I was on faculty and just a lot of connections, but we use them. And with monkeypox, like COVID, in many ways it has brought many partners across the university, both upper campus and the medical center together. We sit on joint committees. We are in touch with the consultants and specialists in infectious disease about how to think about things. Right now, for instance, we do not have monkeypox vaccine, but we know how to connect people at the center to you know, get in line for that. So I, as a, both a physician and a director and just on behalf of students and campus, it's really nice to build on those connections and have them. I agree. The pandemic has really made me feel so grateful to be at a major university um, with access to science and research and public health that cares about these infectious disease threats. Uh, it's been great to have the backup of the system as we're sort of doing frontline medical care um, with these new infections. I know it's been a while, but we were the first university that that went remote and I am grateful for the all of not only just the, these connections during the beginning and how it continues to build upon e each other and on and these uh, the ability to communicate that out to families and how we all collaboratively work together in order to make sure that there's a safe and healthy university while in the middle of this pandemic has been really great to, to be a part of, to see, and to have that continue, um, whether it's monkeypox or whatever else is going to happen <laughs> in the next uh, few months as we begin the academic year. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit on, on some of the common questions and misconceptions that you may receive from um, from Hall Health, I think, Lily, you talk about your collaborative partnership with UW Medical Centers. And I was wondering, like, um, what else could we, what else do you hear from students um, about common questions that you all get uh, and maybe some misconceptions about Hall Health Center that I, I actually open it up to all of you, but I thought we could talk a little bit about that. I think that the difference between some of the acute issues that we see and the new illnesses versus sort of ongoing illnesses or conditions that people have already been evaluated and treated for um, are areas that students might not exactly understand. A lot of our uh, a lot of our appointments say something like, 
new patient medication refill, um, which is kind of a grab bag. You don't know what the medication is going to be for. Um, we hope that the student gives the uh, appointment scheduler some information. Um, if you take a medicine and you need a medicine refill, but you're away from your primary care provider at home, we will typically make you an appointment that gives us enough time to understand the health issue, whatever it is. Um, for instance, we'll ask about the history of your asthma and what triggers symptoms and how your inhalers are working for you these days, especially if it's a new um, set of allergens and a new place for you geographically. Um, we'll uh, ask about how you monitor and manage your blood pressure, or we'll ask about what medicines you've taken in the past for depression and how things are going with your current medicine regimen for your mental health symptoms. Um, or how and when you were diagnosed and started treatment for ADHD. So um, students bring their whole selves, including any past diagnoses or issues to us. And in addition to sore throats and COVID and UTIs and ankle sprains uh, and insomnia and stress, we also see um, these uh, longer standing conditions where the student already has a history and we wanna understand that and we wanna you know, treat that fully appropriately as any um, full service primary care office would. If I can build on that, I think also how a student often doesn't know where to go. And an example would be they're not sleeping well or they, their heart is racing a lot or short of breath. Now, if it's somebody that knows that's a panic attack, they've dealt with it before, and they, it's like, no, I just, I need to just establish another counselor or join a counseling group. There is the counseling center on campus, but for most or, or many people, it's not clear. And we're often the entry point for mm -hmm. all of those things, or somebody that knows that they're depressed or anxious. And we can work, I mean, many of them don't want to see a counselor, honestly. And so we all end up kind of being counselors in our, at least for a while, while we're encouraging them if it looks like they need something longer term. Sometimes it's really clear and we will refer them to the counseling center, but we also do medicines. We manage medicines, um, more extreme psychiatric things. We refer out to other psychiatrists. But a lot of people don't know, and a lot of it fits in within primary care, and our providers are really comfortable and do a lot of that, and mm -hmm. it makes sense. They're figuring out what they need. That's an excellent point, and when we think about symptoms, mental health issues can have physical symptoms. Physical issues can have mental health symptoms, and it's our job to evaluate the symptoms or issues that people are facing, tease out what is caused by what. We do. Uh, evaluate and treat a lot of anxiety and depression and insomnia, um, but we also need to make sure that there's not a heart condition going on or a lung condition causing shortness of breath or panic-like symptoms. So uh, while we are not counselors or psychiatrists, we do a lot of mental health care uh, normally and comfortably in in primary care, um, and we are a great place to start with any symptom or any challenge you're having. And very appropriately, right? College-age students tend to tend to experience a lot of a lot a lot of these um, a lot of these things, um, 
especially as we're coming out of the pandemic, especially as they're transitioning into a new environment. Um, I mean, as we as we kind of wrap up, I'm wondering, is there any sort of tips or advice, maybe, you know, things that you would like first year students and their families to know um, about, you know, finding care, about utilizing the Hall Health Center? What sort of what sort of suggestions do you have? I would like every student to come to college with some minimum first aid kit, including a thermometer. One of the first things that we ask students as they call and saying, I feel sick is, well, have you checked your temperature? And most of them haven't because they don't have a thermometer. It's a really simple thing to do and bring with you and will make expediting services so much quicker. <laughs> That's my first takeaway. Absolutely. So everyone listening, add to your packing list, first aid kit, including a thermometer. Honestly, I don't think I even have a thermometer in my own home. So that's a good note for myself. I have, uh, I have one for the humans and one for the doggos. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ruth. <laughs> um, I would say medicines that you might need urgently. Bring your inhalers, bring your EpiPens. Don't leave them at home. Um, if you have a complicated medical issue that you have past uh, records of diagnosis, that can be helpful. Um, it's always a good idea to carry your insurance card. It's a good idea to set up your MyChart account and your voicemail so we can get in touch with you. Um, and I would also say share your name and pronouns and identity with us. We want to know you um, and know what you're working on, um, what, your, what your goals and challenges are. Uh, medically, I would say you can't surprise us. Please don't be embarrassed by your issue, whatever it is. Chances are we've seen it before. Um, we've seen it all. I think this has been a thread through the whole conversation, but we're here for you. Um, we come to work to serve the students every day. Um, so we want to be a resource to you, even if it's not clear to you who we are or how to use that. Especially for the families, I wanted to say a bit about confidentiality. Um, as medical providers, we follow the rules in the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, otherwise known as HIPAA, which means that we can take in information from family members or other concerned parties, um, but we can't share information about adult patients, people who are 18 or above, um, unless we have a signed release to do so. So that's something that uh, families and, and students may be grappling with, especially if a serious health issue comes up. I, I would also add as part of what you hear as parents and family with every theme, which would be talk with your student, keep the communication open. I've been told many times that nobody hears anything at orientations because it's overwhelming and that students don't hear information about health until they're sick. So often when a student is sick, it's you they're going to call. And I would say encourage that. And you, in turn, can help them, encourage them to seek help. And it's okay if they don't know if they should go in or not. You know, call the nurse, help sort that out, or see somebody. It's, it's a really good starting point. But being open to that first call when they feel sick and it's scary and kind of reminding them they're not alone and there are resources here on campus to help.
but the, they will appreciate that you've approached that with them. I would dovetail into that as well, that if you do, do have a long-term condition or your, your student has a long-term condition, have them establish care with us before they're sick. Um, you know, one of the first things that they can do is to schedule an appointment just to establish care so that when it comes up, oh, I need that medication refill or I'm having an asthma attack and my inhaler is run out, we've already got an introduction and it will just make things feel so much more safe and coordinated if you're not waiting until you're already sick or having a crisis. Absolutely. We want to get to meet you even if you don't have an acute issue going on and you just want to see what we're about and what we're like and make some connections uh, in case you need us in the future. Well, we're going to have a lot of families coming through this September to help move in their students. We're also going to have a lot of families coming through to a family weekend and we'll make sure that <laughs> They have the Hall Health on the campus map and just say hello. If there's, those are two great opportunities to encourage your student to start establishing care and getting to know this wonderful Hall Health Center team that we have. And these are your partners in how to, uh, as your student goes through UW, Lily, Mary, and Ruth. And we're so excited to, to be able to introduce you to them and, uh, Establish care that way, husky care. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you all for, for, I mean, the work that you do normally, but also for, for this conversation, I feel like it's, it's definitely valuable information. It's, it's great to, to be here and to be able to share some of this information. We're going to be adding uh, a lot of really great resources, the links that Lily, Mary, and Ruth talked about throughout the, um, uh, that might be helpful as you navigate, even if it's your first year, second year, it seems like the seniors need to come to Hull Health soon as well, uh, juniors too. Um, and my, my very, very favorite, Mayor, Dr. Kaufman has a, uh, has a great talk for uh, high school students that I feel like is also helpful for her college students about how, how to start that conversation. My favorite is bring a copy of your medical card front and back, along with your thermometer and the first aid kit. <laughs> so much stuff. All right, well, thanks everybody and stay healthy. Bye. The Husky Huddle Up podcast is a collaboration between the University of Washington first year programs and parent and family programs to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their student success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by me, Chloe Giselle, a senior in the UW Cinema and Media Studies program.